You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Floating podcast, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells stories of us running our float centers, giving tips on running our float centers, refining it, starting it, all that good stuff. You can find us on Facebook at The Art of Floating. You can find us on Twitter at Artful Floating. And, of course, you can join the conversation on the show here with us uh, by leaving a speak pipe at theartoffloating.com. It's the gold bar on the left side of your screen. I think it works on phones and tablets as well, so you can leave a voicemail from wherever you are at. Um, and uh, let's see here. Um, I guess I should introduce myself. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop with my lovely wife, Sandra Calm, here in Portland, Oregon. And as always, as most of the time, I should say, I <laughs> joined with our co-hosts. I've got Lance from the Float Shack in Red Deer, Canada. Hello, everyone. And I've got Amy Grimes from Float Nashville. Hey, y'all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> how are you? How are y'all doing today? Uh, we are just... <laughs> Peachy Keen, thanks nice. so much. How are you doing, Dylan? Uh, I got nothing to complain about. That's not to say I won't, but uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just a little irritable today. I don't know what's going on. You know what might have actually had to do with? I had a very chill week, just working on projects whenever I wanted to, not a lot of demands, and uh, I think maybe <laughs> my body's not used to that. Like It's used to a little bit more... <laughs> Strenuous activity. I don't know. You usually are quite busy. Yeah. Still feel like I'm I'm spinning a lot of plates, but yeah, I don't know. Lance, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty hot out. I had a long week. Matthew was gone from the float shack, so uh, I was sort of wearing two hats on mm. top of the three hats I already wear. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just a busy <laughs> week, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Gosh. Had those weeks. How funny. I, t- I have a relaxing week. Like, I saw my family twice in the week. I went rock climbing, like, just had a d- bunch of downtime, and now I'm just like, ugh, ugh, What oh, is that? Yeah, man, I, I'm opposite. I'm complete opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were telling me before we were recording, you're basically at work at 8 a.m., leaving around midnight. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, open our place at 9. We do floats on the odd hour, mm-hmm. and we do floats from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so... Hour for opening, hour for closing, and yeah, it was a long week. Wow. I uh, I remember those days, but <laughs> wow, I, I don't want to go back there again. Was, I feel like everybody seems to put in their time when opening. Very few people, I, maybe I shouldn't say very few people, but um, maybe, I don't know if it's like our demographic or what, but smaller budgets, you know, people work in the opening hours from the get-go as opposed to starting out with with employees right away which is totally happens as well but uh actually you know even then even if you have employees you're gonna still be there pretty much open to close when you open uh, your business even if you don't think so (laughs) you will yeah and and the funny thing is like right now mark and i are only at the office only at the office about 37 38 hours a week wow but that (laughs) that does not mean that we're not working when we're not there we're still putting in about 100 hours a week wow so i don't think that ever changes just the type of the type of work that we do changes 
Man, I don't know how many hours I work a week, and it's become such a weird, nebulous work day of like so many different projects, emails, phone calls, and projects to work on. It's like, I don't, like, I don't know, when you work a nine to five, you get a 15 minute break, and you know that's your time to go, go for a walk, and then you're back to it, and you're supposed to be working, but I'll be working, I'll be playing a game of Hearthstone on my computer, and then... I'll be back to either the same project or another one. And the day just kind of keeps going that way and projects keep moving forward. Do do you guys feel like it's nebulous like that? Nebulous like that? Or do you feel like you create your own structure? Well, Lance, I mean, if you're working the eight to midnight shift at the shop, I mean, that's different. But what about when when Matt's around? Yeah, no, we... It's sort of interesting how we had to divide up right now because um, we're still there to support our employees. Like you just said, um, where we pretty much want two staff on at all times. And Matthew or myself is usually one or the other Mm -hmm. staff. Um, So I try to focus a lot more on the building the business, the sort of managerial roles when I'm there. But I'm still interacting with clients. I'm still doing walkthroughs. I'm still cleaning tanks. Um, 100%. Uh, so it's it's sort of hard to get onto a project and stay focused throughout the day when the phone's ringing and <laughs> yes. you're doing walkthroughs. So I, I've tried a few different things. I've tried, you know, building an office upstairs where I would separate myself mm-hmm. from the business, but that didn't work because I was just going up and down stairs for most of the day. Right, but, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're still at an interesting time. When, we, when Matthew and I schedule like our day off during the week, I don't really call it a day off. I call it a day away from the float shack <laughs> where I can take my laptop outside. Uh, I can stay at my house yeah. and I can do my, my work um, without having to deal with customers all day. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question at all, but. Well, it does bring up. So and I think Amy's brought that up before. Maybe, maybe I have, but I think we've covered this before, which is getting work done at the front desk is just impossible. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, biggest things that got Sandra and I away from working at the shop was like we we weren't pleasant to be around because we were just trying to multitask too many things the phone's going off customers are coming in talking to your employees LMT's coming in it's just too much and oh but the really the only thing you're there to do is print something off you know to mail it to somebody or you're working on a project what have you like I decided quite a while ago that if I was working a shift I can't do any managerial projects i just have to be an employee um Mm -hmm. but but uh so yeah now now we basically don't work in the shop amy how about you well because i do handle most of the projects that aren't necessarily front desk projects the rule Mm -hmm. of thumb is if i'm at the office whoever i'm there with um when there's a changeover, I'm there. I'll either handle the people coming in or uh-huh. the people leaving, or I'll do walkthroughs or I'll do the cleaning. It doesn't matter. Um, but in between, I'm kind of put in the corner. Our front desk, we, we actually have one of those massive salt lamps. Um, and so I'll sit actually at the front <laughs> desk, but behind the salt lamp, I kind of like go to the side and hide. Um, yeah. And whoever is with me is supposed to be answering the phone mm-hmm. and dealing with walk-ins and that sort of thing. So I'm there if it gets overwhelming. But otherwise, I put on headphones. Um, and I hide mm. behind the salt lamp, and <laughs> pretty much most people don't even know I'm there. That's funny. I, I've actually startled a few clients. <laughs> and they've walked in, and there's nobody at the front desk, and I'll pop over. Nice. And they're like, oh, crap. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, but, but yeah, we do kind of have that structure in place uh, because otherwise I, I don't get things done. Yeah. We do have an off-site office uh-huh. for myself, um, but it's I find it's really hard to get me to go there, which is why... Hmm. I do have I do have a schedule just like everybody else when I'm supposed to be at the office and the rest of the time cool. I'm, I'm usually found at the other offsite office. Nice, mm-hmm. and that's worked out really well. But it took a while to get there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do you do you have a time that you clock out at? I do. Oh I really? My, oh, oh, Lance. I actually took <laughs> your advice from the software episode, and I started to use shift planning. Mm-hmm. I need to ask you some questions about that later. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do now. Uh, clock in and out i actually have a schedule on shift planning that gets me out of there kind of on time i'm getting better at it sure nice <laughs> that's cool that that tool can be used to help make you work less not right more. right <laughs> and be more productive more efficient yeah otherwise yep. i find i'm just like hanging out telling you know telling people <laughs> things that they don't really need yeah to <laughs> totally, <laughs> like, totally. go away yeah uh, yeah there's a point where your employees become better without you there than with you there like they, they take more ownership and such uh funny that we're talking about mm-hmm. all our time management and everything here because the topic for today's show is employee time management is employee downtime what do we have them doing during downtime and uh, i'm excited to to talk about all that stuff um but before we get to that i want to talk about a little bit more about some some personal stuff with all of us but I just want to give a shout out to Floataway, our sponsor, uh, Floataway, www.floataway.com. And uh, it was actually a little bit of a, a, I don't know if silly is right, the right word here, but an interesting little uh, um, ad today because um, Colin, one of the owners of Floataway, emailed me about last week's show where um, Lance had talked about Pseudomonas aeruginosa. <laughs> yeah, I think I just got that out correctly. And, and I, I'm just going to read you what he wrote me because I, I thought it was really interesting. Pseudonomus aeruginosa is not a fecal bacterium. Maybe we should give a little backstory here. <laughs> Lance, do you want to <laughs> just give a 10, 20 second? Um, yeah, no, I was just talking about pseudo. Now you got me all messed <laughs> up. Pseudonomus. And uh, I referred to it as a fecal bacteria um, somewhere. I guess along my journeys, that's been programmed into me that that's a fecal bacteria, but a lot of these words I cannot pronounce correctly, so I'm <laughs> so how did that, a hard time remembering. How all. did that come up in in your life? Like, why does why are we talking about it? Oh, because uh, when we do water samples, uh, pseudonomus is something that they test for, mm-hmm. and um, when they test it in the samples, they don't test how much pseudonomus is in the water; they just test if it's there or it's not, mm-hmm. and for some reason. Um, I thought it was a poop particle, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but um, corrected by Colin, yes. it is not. So Colin says, uh, it, is widely found, um, it is widely found in water everywhere and in water droplets in the air, which fall down into the float water or on our bodies as we enter. It is so common that it is used as a test bacterium. Pseudomonas is easily killed by any of the well-known methods, but can live, not thrive, just live, in Epsom salt solution at working temperature if no disinfection is used. Having pseudomonas in the water is not a sign of fecal contamination you would expect in any, in any open water. It can cause disease, but not from the tiny amounts found normally. And of course, we aim to kill it stone dead by normal float tank disinfection. It is one of the disease bacteria that is developing antibiotic resistance, so we can expect regulators to be keen on not finding it in the water. Best regards, Colin of Float Away. 
So a nice little insight there to, to what exactly it is, a little bit more education on it, and that it is not, in fact, fecal matter, um, but is, in fact, something that we do want to destroy in our float tanks, which makes sense that they're testing for that when, when you take it in for testing. Um, has it ever shown up before recently? Um, <clears throat> not for us recently. I was contacted by another person running a center mm. where um, it did come up in their water, and they're asking how we go about getting it, getting rid of it. And uh, basically, um, when it came up for us and we have got rid of it, uh, we completely, every, okay, all right, let's break this down. So every nook and cranny in your float tank, so every gap, any place that water can sit stagnant, I know the oasis, it's um, where the top and the bottom of the float tank, mm. um, where they connect, mm -hmm. Uh, there's weather stripping that goes in there. Um, we now have it siliconed. We've cleaned that all out. We've disinfected it. We scrubbed it, um, used all sorts of disinfectants. And when we put the new weather stripping in, we then siliconed everything in place. We were thinking the pseudonomus was coming um, from those areas where it was, like Colin said, coming down into the water. Um, so we seal up all those areas. We scrub every nook and cranny inside the float tank. We pulled off all our plumbing. We scrubbed everything inside of the pump pack, including we had all these little brushes that were about 18 inches long that we can shove into the piping to sort of agitate the sides of the piping oh, wow. and all that. And, uh, yeah, when we put everything together, we sent our sample out, and the next week it came back uh, negative for nice. pseudonomus. Nice. So well, I think that's, that's happened twice for us. Uh, before we go on, I just want to thank Colin for that email. Again, uh, he is with floataway.com. They make the Tranquility Tank, the Float Around Float Tanks, and, and several other models. So just check out what they, the products that they have for, for sale on floataway.com. Uh, we talked about, at the beginning of April, sales being slow. And I'm, or, or at least f the number of floaters being slow. And we all kind of agreed. We looked at our numbers. And we're like, oh, yeah, April is traditionally pretty slow. I wanted to follow up. Did April end up being slow throughout? What was it like for you guys? So in my case, we did have a little bit of growth from last year. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, it was slower than usual. What's happened now is it has really, really gotten slow mm. in the last week. And it will continue to do so. It's following trends from last year, mm -hmm. and it's too early to determine if I'm that much slower than last year, but man, it just dropped to what feels like a snail's pace. Okay, so, interesting. Uh, yeah, and, and that's normal. People are graduating. College graduations mm. are happening. Weddings are happening. Um, so things are changing. So in our area anyway, even with massages, once again, this was mm. very normal, but it has definitely even dropped slower, and I expect that for about two more, two to three more weeks. Okay, interesting. Lance, how about you? Um, we were actually running pretty consistent with our floats. Like we were running, I think probably at 70, uh, 65 to 75% capacity just off the top of my head. Uh -huh. Um, but a lot of those floats were people redeeming packages mm -hmm. or memberships or gift cards, like, um, overall like paying clients that felt like that was a lot less than previous months. Mm -hmm. But, um, again, like Amy, we are up from the year before, um, on an income level. Um, nice. But again, in that year, we have our overheads have ra have raised up quite a bit as well. But um, it is a uh, overhead. Mm. Yeah, sorry. 
that sort of got off tangent. No, I, that's an interesting thing because yeah. you can have more revenue, but if if you're paying employees more or you know whatever your overhead is, uh, rent, all that stuff, uh, water mm-hmm. that 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 can negate it basically. Uh, I brought it up just because we ended up having a killer month. Um, we had so many floaters, I couldn't even believe it. And um, of course, we had a new float tank, so revenue was you know bigger than anything we've ever had before. Uh, Either bigger than anything we've had or very close to it, not including holidays um, or like Christmas time. But uh, it went fantastic. And um, then all of a sudden within just, I mean, literally last three days, like it's May now, boom, uh, just nobody started. Just our, our schedule is bare. I mean, not not literally bare, but just like, hey, Dios mio, what is going on here? So um, uh, hopefully it'll just be a few more weeks here of that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it was it was so nice to like. Um, so it felt like like a financial form of validation for the float tank for having built it. We're getting really positive reviews on it. That makes me so happy, and and it's generating revenue like instantaneously. So, oh, and Lance, you had also mentioned in last week's episode the idea of having another float tank, um, or only having additional employees, say in the evening time. I think is what you were talking about, just because yes, that that's when you have more people coming in and uh mm-hmm. we i definitely found you know there were peak times of of that float tank being used if it's not if the day isn't completely booked then um you know the the evening times are, are when it when it was peaking mm-hmm. i guess and so it's just so nice to be able to go yes we do have a float tank available instead of turning somebody away it feels so much better um mm-hmm. but now we're peaked capped again now it's We've got four float tanks. <laughs> Do we expand again? I don't know. I don't know if we have the square footage. Um, which another issue, this just kind of a little bit of a tangent here, is that we're short on LMTs. We have a three massage rooms now, but no no LMTs for that third massage room. So we, we have more potential revenue to make that we're not able to because people aren't responding to our ads to, to get in for LMTs. And, and I mean, I shouldn't say not, not enough are not enough quality LMTs that we're looking for. I mean, we need a particular amount of experience and all that good stuff. Um, goodness gracious. Um, another little tidbit here, just an aside, I haven't told you guys about this yet, but, uh, Sandra and I are going to borrow my parents RV and, uh, go to the Grand Canyon. And, um, I, we're going to do a little weekend trip, but then we're going to be gone for a month. So, uh, I'm going to start seeing if I can do a little mobile, (laughs) mobile podcasting, mobile broadcast. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So that's going to be awesome. And also just kind of a really cool Testament, I think, to how a business is doing, but also like how our employees run the shop now and how we don't have Mm -hmm. to be there. Like, you know, it used to be we're, we're right next door and we needed to be, this is our farm and we have to be there for any emergency. If a, cow is giving birth we got to be there to birth it you know and uh or what what actually happens is a pipe bursts or a you know a a pump dies a motor dies that kind of thing and uh we don't have to be there as much anymore so and those emergencies drop to so few so that's that's gonna be fun and exciting very nice Sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're born in the RV and coming up to Canada to come visit. But hey, don't think yeah, that hasn't crossed Grand my Canyon, mind. You know. Grand Canyon first. We'll test out this mobile podcasting thing. And then, then we'll see. Hey, maybe we just won't ever go back home. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Amy, how's... It'll be the what? shop tour. 
you, you've been you've been uh, dealing with some family stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've been traveling myself. It's kind of trial by fire at my <laughs> place. Um, I was just gone about. I was just gone ten days. I uh, walked in the door about fifteen minutes before we got started. Wow. And uh, they lost, so I, I took a suitcase and I took my podcasting. I wasn't able to get on last week, but I did take my podcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my suitcase back. However, my podcasting equipment did not make it back to Nashville. Oh. So uh, it's out there. Fortunately, my, uh, my uh, business partner is, a, uh, is a, an audio guy, <laughs> so he can, he can whip something up for me real quick. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if anybody yes. sees some audio equipment out there, who knows oh where God. it is. I have no clue where American Airlines what? put it. Oh, <laughs> It's like that. that. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, but fortunately, I'm here. Uh, but I, it's so nice that I was able to go. Um, now I, I did have a definitely a, an extra help there. I got had Mark was handling the office. How'd that go? Um, like a rock star. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Because <laughs> nice. everything that could, go, you know, we're right in the middle of trying to find contractors. Yeah. Um, we had an employee uh, let us know she's leaving us this week, mm. um, and. So he's handled all this stuff. Nice. Uh, I, I just wasn't, I didn't have a whole lot of internet connection. And, mm, uh, and my phone doesn't work in Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, wow. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Pittsburgh is weird in general, <laughs> where I was this week. But um, uh, he also had to go to a social media meeting. Now, Mark has so many mad skills. Um, but we are currently in the process of working with a social media company to help us out with our social media mm-hmm. simply because it's too much for me yeah. um, on my own. And uh, they were doing what they call Sprint, where you go in for the entire day and they plan all of your campaigns for three months in advance. Wow. So bless him. Mark is there <laughs> at this meeting um, <laughs> calling me every few minutes like, uh, does this sound right? Do you want this to happen? Uh, uh, but they have an open bar, right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, they needed he needed right? all that time he left. He actually did. There's two bars, catty corner from either from either corner you went to, and he did uh. actually go and indulge afterwards. <laughs> he was pretty stressed. I bet. Uh, yeah, it was. It's not his thing. That sounds intensive. He, he, he was there, and uh, handled it like a champ, uh, which I am forever grateful because I, I had a lot of my plate this week. Yeah. And something interesting came up. Um, they they did contact me afterwards to tell me everything that. Mark Swords, they didn't, they didn't, um, I'd ask him questions like, well, they didn't cover any of that. <laughs> so I'm like, I call, I emailed her and I said, uh, you know, I heard that you didn't do this. Could I guess? Oh, she's like, well, we went over that. Uh, oh, she's like, classic we over teacher. That in, um, I love yeah, that. A lot in the uh, meeting. I'm like, oh, Mark, you need to take better notes, my friend. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we learned that our, our uh, clientele or our um, social media uh, peeps, are very, very responsive. She started the campaigns this past week, and she said, I have never, ever seen responsiveness like I have from your community. Wow. Uh, which I thought was really, number one, it's really awesome. And and the other thing is, I don't think that I can take credit for it. It's just our community, because what I've noticed in general is when I go and visit other uh, Float Center social media pages, um, we're not the only ones getting a lot of conversation mm-hmm. started, mm-hmm. getting a lot of likes, getting a lot of acknowledgement. Um, I think, in general, uh, we seem to have a very passionate mm-hmm. community. And I thought nice. that was so cool, and it was so nice to hear. So, um, yeah, in the midst of everything, I'm so grateful for the community that nice. we all serve. Yay. Uh, very cool. Just here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. that yeah, I got I got a feeling that's that's not just in, in Tennessee. I think that's no. that's the community. 
There's fervor. That's awesome. And I just got to add that <laughs> classic teacher moment there. Of the, yeah, they didn't teach me that. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> they, she's like, oh, yeah, we cover that quite a bit. Uh. It's like, ah, oh, Mark. <laughs> oh, well, it's okay. He, it, he's like, he's like, they were just speaking a foreign language the whole day to him. So, uh. bless him. <laughs> Lance, you hired a dishwasher? <laughs> I didn't. We didn't get to cover everything uh, before that. the show, but I have... <laughs> Yeah, we we hired a dishwasher. No, just for the tea set. Uh, I'm sorry. We uh, we actually obtained a dishwasher. Um, not a not a person, okay. but a machine. That would be illegal. Um, okay. Dishwasher. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, we we do this fun thing every couple times a year, where we just throw this barter program out on our Facebook program, uh. where we're like, hey. Um, our, our, our space, our community space, um, we're always looking to improve it. Um, we're looking to obtain a few items. Can anyone help us out? So I throw us on Facebook, um, and I'll, tr- we'll barter for anything we need. So we've got a patio set, we've got a water cooler, we've got iPads, <laughs> iPhones, wow. laptops, projectors, um, <laughs> and a dishwasher. The newest one is a dishwasher. Um, why a dishwasher? Well, we use glass, um, jars for water throughout the day so any clients coming in they grab a glass and they use water with that mm-hmm. uh, we also do tea um, so there's uh, dishes from tea and I just find that no one wants to do the dishes so <laughs> it just seems to pile up and then it's just it's just glasses you know they're not really dirty they're, they're thing, like lip yeah. prints on there and stuff but they just pile up, and it's like if someone doesn't get it at the end of their shift, it just gets passed on to the person closing. <laughs> and I've been there oh, at one in the morning, and I'm drying <laughs> these glasses, wondering why. Yeah. As why am I drying this glass at one in the morning? So we're trying this dishwasher. <laughs> Any of the the soiled glasses or cups we have go right into the dishwasher. We should have enough glassware to last us the entire day for all of our clients. The last person, when they're closing, they turn the dishwasher on. The person opening empties the dishwasher. Nice. Now, this Structure. is a new cycle. I have no feedback yet as I just hooked <laughs> it up the other day. Matt gets to test it all week. <laughs> nice. um, in theory, the dishwasher should help us improve things. Yeah. Um, but I will update everyone yeah. on All right. That. Sounds good. In Please theory. Do. That's funny. I never thought about having a dishwasher, but like a little a little mini dishwasher could be awesome. Yeah. That, it's just a countertop dishwasher, like yeah. something you'd use for an apartment or something. And, yeah. and I actually built it into our bench, our bench where we fold our towels, rebuild our pumps. Like it's our sort of utility bench, but I built it right in there, so it's sort of inconspicuous. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Of course you did. Of course you did, Lance. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to get to uh, our our main topic for the show tonight: the uh, employee time. But first, I want to give a shout out to the Float Conference which is uh, August 20th and 21st this year. And my goodness, uh, how many years is it now? Is this the fifth float conference? Fifth or sixth? No. Fifth. Let's see. Oh, no, fifth. it's a fifth. You're fifth. right. It's a fifth because that was 2012, I think, was my first. It's like uh, Sandra and I started Game of Thrones, and she was like, is this season three? Are they already into season three? And I was like, uh, maybe four. Four, what? maybe the fourth. We pull Six. it up; it's the sixth season. Like, oh my god, it's been <laughs> around for a minute. All right, yeah, yeah. Flow Conference is legit. 
So how many course. how many people were at the first conference, Amy? I remember it so well. It was all, it was tiny. It was about 125 people, I believe, was the total. Maybe 130. Wow. But that's probably pushing it. Is that where you uh, and I it met? It was a very small group. Was did we meet at the first float conference? Yes, nice. we did. We did. Sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Now they're expecting 550 to 600 people that's at the float insane. conference. And this would be the fourth year. That is absolutely insane. That's some growth for you. No, this. <laughs> is it? No, this will be the fifth year. This is the fifth. I'm sorry, you're this right. I had to count at my fingers. But the sixth <laughs> season, guys. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. John Snow is oh. dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> uh, it's here in Portland, Oregon. Check out the float shop too while you're here. By the way, we'll, we're always happy to give a full tour. If any tanks are available, we'll show you the float tanks as, as well. But it's here in Portland, Oregon, August 20th to 21st, and you can get tickets at floatconference.com. And here's my tip for the float conference. If you want to go to the float shop, make your reservations ha. for a tank now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really tough to get in. People come thinking that they can get in to, to float yeah. like that week. Yeah. Um, yeah, make your reservations to float while you're in Portland now. I agree. Um, but hold off on that one minute, or at least tell them you're part of the float conference because we do give discounts oh. to conference goers. Um, I'll, I'll figure out what the uh, promo code will be, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know on next week's show so you can save, save a couple ducats um, on your way in here. Uh, oh, gosh, I want to talk about employee time so bad, but I got to share. Lance, you said you were into you're a mechanic before. Is that right? And you still work as a mechanic. Yeah, I still work as a mechanic. You know, we've had a lot of conversations. You know, once you become a celebrity, stuff starts coming up. And uh, there's been a little digging about Lance, and I found a photo of him. And I'm sharing it in our Skype file right now. Just go ahead and click on that. You're bad. All of a sudden, it became real clear. (laughs) (laughs) Why he knows so much about chuck wagons. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, Lance, my friend. What you're, you're so good. talented. <laughs> what we're looking at is a picture of Lance manning a chuck wagon, a two-horse chuck wagon in the middle of a race. Pretty awesome. You can check that out at theartoffloating.com, of course. But, uh, yeah, Lance, I had no idea. You seem to know a lot about it. So I thought I had to do some digging, and it was, it was uh, I wouldn't say it was surprising to find you. Racing chuck wagons. Yeah, um, chuck wagon racing. I just find it more of a a hip version of NASCAR. Um, (laughs) We just make really, really good left turns, but we're manned by none other than than high quality top breed horses. Nice, nice. um, Yeah, yeah. I noticed. Speaking of the left turns, they have to do a super, (laughs) super quick like figure eight to start. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not yeah. joking here, right? <laughs> I did my research. I do not speak for all of Canada on this Chuck Wagon thing either. Um, yeah, by the way, are, you want to say it's a, a lot of A lot of people probably don't like me because now Canadians are tied to Chuck Wagons along with beavers and maple syrup. But well, I'll take it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> but yeah, check out my uh, chuck wagon photo. Yeah, pretty sweet. It's a pro high school chuck wagoner. <laughs> Clearly not Still podcasting either. at the time or some kind of recording. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, all right. 
employee time. Takes, takes the place of sweaters. Yeah, apparently it's super hot in Canada right now, so no more sweaters. Very disappointing, by the way. I'd, Extremely. I'd like just. I feel like a professional would still wear a sweater for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I asked you the big question the other day. What's up? Um, where, where that's what do you get your employees to do? Yeah. Um, in their downtime, between floats, um, what goes on? What goes on with our employees? Yeah, what, right. What do you do with them? Time management's a big one. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. you want them to do. I mean run projects you want the world from them but at the same time i don't think you can ask the world from them and they are hired for a particular job so where do you find the balance between the two and and what is what can you ask of them um and what can't you uh, let's let's talk about it but um i think we we have to recognize from the get-go uh, we all have 90 minute floats and there's i would say about a 30 minute window maybe even 40 minute window depending where it is all hands on deck we're dealing with customers we're dealing with the float rooms there's just it's it's Mm -hmm. a bit of a whirlwind that goes on where obviously you're not doing anything else during that time so what about during the the rest of the time the other you know 90 minutes um amy you want to kick us off here yeah, yeah, sure. I actually, uh, I'm glad you brought this up, but we've been discussing, Mark and I have been discussing this a lot lately, um, but we do have what we call a shift duties checklist. Mm-hmm. So everyone receives a checklist at the beginning of their shift, and it has a list of things that should be done on a daily basis. Uh, and it's quite a long list. It includes things like, you know, sweeping the front area, There's then several different chores to be done in the bathroom. Um, a big thing is laundry, you know, keeping the laundry going um, and putting away the towels as they as they dry um, and different things like keeping beverages stocked. Um, and uh, from a marketing standpoint, uh, I asked them, we have a place on Slack where they can actually add um, quotes that they find or uh, articles that they find interesting that they think our clients would enjoy. So looking for, for social media fodder is a big thing as well. Um, but our biggest thing is uh, is thank you notes. So all of our new clients do receive thank <laughs> you notes. So, yeah, everybody writes a lot of thank you notes. Handwritten thank you notes. Also handwritten thank you notes to our new members. Handwritten <laughs> thank you notes to... Um, and we encourage them to, to think of someone at least once a week who um, might need a note. Like if we huh. find out a client has... Uh, recently, unfortunately, we had a client who's... Um, mother-in-law just passed away and his father-in-law passed away just uh, about a month and a half ago uh-huh. so writing notes as we think mm. of someone just to let them know that we're we're thinking of them so that's mm. a big thing for us that's really cool but we do have a list of things to be done that said there are some days when we come in and there's very little checked off and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not working um mm-hmm. some days that phone is just ringing yeah. off the hook yep. off the hook off the hook um so it depends on how busy. So this this uh, chore list, the shift duties list, isn't necessarily like a you must do everything right. on this list. But it's like, hey, you should never, ever, ever sit around and be bored or <laughs> have anything to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and here is a, here's a nifty list just for you. Uh, so we do have, uh, have it structured. We do try to keep everyone busy. And, and uh, while some of them do have some projects they're working on, uh, it's usually discussed ahead of time how much is done during work and and uh, for some of the personal projects how much is done outside of work nice i was i was really curious how quickly it was the phones were going to come up because no matter how much we talk about all the things that can be done the phones can just completely destroy anything 
I want to I want to stay on the phone topic here for one second because I seen an interesting thing come up in Float Facilitators Forum where um, there's a couple people um, talking about their phones and how they handle their phones where. Some people don't even have ringers on their float center phones where they allow it to go directly to voicemail and their voicemail says, we will call you back in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Sorry. Hmm. Um, you know, their, their view on it uh, was that, you know, if people are coming out of a float, if they're coming in to talk to you, um, they don't need to hear phones ringing. Um, oh, if someone's serious about contacting you, they'll leave a message. Um, I'm not saying this is the way I do it or mm-hmm. would do it, but I found it, it just... I feel like I've grown up in an age where everyone's always gave priority to the phone. Mm-hmm. I know as a mechanic, if I'm dealing with someone at the parts desk um, and I'm talking with them, their phone rings, they'll say, excuse me, and they'll pick up their mm-hmm. phone and they'll handle the person on the phone. Yep, yep. Um, That's happened to me today. I believe, yeah, the, the customer interaction is so, so important. I think we should always put priority to that. That's why um, I found it inter- interesting how some people were going automatically to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that sort of brings up the phone topic you were just speaking about. All right, Lance, way to divert us here. So, but it's a really no, good topic. No, That's a really good topic. That is a really good topic. That is, a re- and I have lots to add to it. But I, I won't stay on that today. Mm-hmm. But maybe Sorry. we should talk about that at some point. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I I want to I want to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> you do? Okay. Well, then may I please some input? But, so Mark and I were talking. We're getting ready to hire someone new. And we're talking about things that we can ask them, things that we can ask in the interview. And one thing that I'd like to add to the interview is a, an, a section where we say, hey, you're sitting at the front desk. You have two people walking out of the float room. You have someone uh, standing in front of you um, wanting to ask you a question or purchase a gift certificate. And the phone rings. Tell us how in which order you would Damn. deal with this situation. Um because we do feel that priority uh, that priorities is one of the things that isn't necessarily, um, you know, something that that everyone's born with the mm. same idea of what's uh, what the priority is in that situation. And yet, as mm. a business, we do have a very specific idea of how we want that prioritized. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, right or wrong. I don't think is even the is even the the question here, but. As far as I think it's important that everybody in the float center has that same sense of priority mm. so that we're handling clients uh, consistently and giving them the, uh, the experience that we want to give them. So, uh, so that's actually something we are going to be adding to our interviews from here on out is a priority, um, a priority question. And also in our training, we'll be having a whole we – we're writing up now a section on priori- prioritizing clients. So to, how would you answer his question then? Like, what do you think of that idea? How do, so, how, what is your level of priority? So our priority is as soon as a client walks out, we do want to check and look at them, make contact with them, make sure they're okay, make sure they don't look distressed, mm-hmm. um, at least tell them welcome back, mm-hmm. deal with the person in front of us. Our phone is the last priority. Mm-hmm. We do not answer the phone if we have someone standing in front of us. Mm-hmm. We do deal face-to-face first, and we are very quick to respond to the phone message then afterwards. Mm-hmm. But we do not well, – there's a way to shut down our ringer. We do have a ringer. But there is a way to silence it, so we'll silence it and allow it to go to nice. voicemail cool. because this yeah. is so important to us to deal with and to make those people right in front of us feel like they are mm-hmm. our priority and they are important in that moment. Yeah, I like that. I, I also like the philosophy of 
coming out of a float sonar, you'd want to hear some digital sound blasting at you. And also the level of consideration of not answering the phone. Like this, we're here in the moment with these people right here. I, I dig that sentiment. Um, but as a business owner, I feel like that first connection there is critical. And even even follow-up connections, we develop relationships with our clients. And so like just that that hello and that camaraderie that you experience on a on a you know they're not booking online they're calling you that they they want that um and i hate it when i call somebody and it goes to voicemail if i'm calling during business hours Mm -hmm. that irks me and i know that we do that way too much at the float shop the phone Mm -hmm. phone um like during that 30 40 minute window we're talking about we don't answer the phones most of the time unless you know somebody like got the rooms cleaned particularly early something like that or you caught them right before they left to go do it there's a good window of time that nobody's answering the phone. And I like then where if we had like a second voicemail, I could say, we'll call you back, you know, within 15, 20 minutes or something like that. That would be awesome. But for the moment, we we don't do that. But I want to be able to answer that phone when we can, because I think that's a critical point of contact. Agreed. And it doesn't happen very often. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, if there's no one standing in front of you, just because there's people in the lobby doesn't mean we don't answer the phone. It's only if someone is standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty rare sure, occurrence, sure. but it's one of those things that's so important that when it does happen, that uh-huh. everybody knows what to do and they're on it. Totally. Well, we're just steamrolling through all of the things that we have employees do during <laughs> downtime. <laughs> uh, what, what were uh, some more of the things on your list, Amy? Well, um, so... Laundry is another big thing. The thank you note's a priority for us because it's a community mm-hmm. builder. It's a way that we reach out to our clients. Laundry is a big thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. Lance was talking about how people would push off the dishes. We do have a problem with that sometimes with our laundry. Oh. Uh, it's real tough to, you know, some people. It's so funny. We know in our little group who doesn't mind folding, yeah. who hates folding. Yeah. There are some people who are really great about changing it out, but then they'll leave the clean laundry in the basket for the next person. <laughs> um, there are some people who will gladly put laundry away, but it's really hard to get them to remember to keep changing out the the wash and the the wash uh, the stuff to be washed in the dry. So it's been um, it's been interesting to see where these strengths <laughs> and weakness lie, and that's not just our employees; it's marketing. Yeah, as well. I was gonna say I'm, um, I'm <laughs> yeah, very much in one of those categories there. But the thing about laundry that really irks me is if you're out for an hour or two and you forget to you know turn that cycle on, at yeah. the end of the day, when I'm closing, I'm now stuck waiting an extra half an hour for the you know it's just yeah. it all piles up to the person that's closing. Or and a lot of the time, that's not. Or the closer can't make up for the fact yeah. that there was a gap. Yeah. Like right before we switched to a laundry service, that was happening a lot where we were just pushed to the brink. In fact, we had so much laundry, we were doing laundromat runs a lot. And if, if you didn't switch over that laundry in time, everything was sent out of whack because of that. Like you couldn't just, eh, I accidentally overlooked that, this transition. Like that became yeah. a really big deal for us. Anything else on your list, Amy? Um, probably the one that's probably oddest to most people. We do give in our little trays in the room, we do stuff three Q-tips in a small one by four inch bag so that people are getting, I know right. I'm yep. so crazy about this crap. Classic Amy. Um, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> so people are stuffing the Q-tips and, um, and closing those packages. <laughs> There's this constant Q-tip <laughs> line going on, which I know everybody hates. I'll actually bring it home and do it while I'm watching television. Um, 
so that nobody else has to do that because I know I'm weird <laughs> about that thing. But it <laughs> bugs me that when people touch one Q-tip and they have this wet, salty hands and all the Q-tips get mad. I don't know. Crazy. You're, I know. You're, I've got you're, problems. Your interest for individually or packaged <laughs> q-tips we should say has led me down a journey in my float product research to find packaged q-tips already oh, nice. done for you amy i have looked all over and if you find it lance oh i got you're it my hero i got it. i got some cool float products you guys are all going to be well lance excited one day. when your dishwasher isn't washing dishes have him do the q-tips put all the q-tips in a baggie <laughs> shoot that's right never mind scratch that it's a machine um, is there any... <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. That was lame. Uh, Amy, is there anything else on, on your list for employees' time? Uh, you know, th- there's uh, a few other little things, but one thing I'd like to bring up is uh, with this list, one thing Mark and I have struggled, and I'd love to hear other people's, um, the way that they communicate what they want done in between each uh, session. Uh, one of the things we struggle with is we know that more than likely one person is not going to get all this stuff done Mm -hmm. in their shift. But there's always this fine line. It's like, you know, are they getting enough done? You know, are they, what else is happening? Why, why, when we see really big gaps, Mm. you know, we always want to make sure that we um, aren't um, criticizing when there doesn't need to be criticism. You know, if they got, if they had a busy shift, we know that some people will hang out in the lobby afterwards or, uh, some people, you know, there'll be a lot of phone calls or some days where just the phone does not stop. Yep. Um, so we do struggle with, uh, you know, where when do we push and when do we pull yeah. back? Yep. Um, we want them to, to work to give the best experience to our clients. But Can I give, I, I don't know if uh, this is necessarily for you specifically, Amy, but just like advice to anybody listening. Um, something that I was kind of against, but everybody else was for, um, was employee reviews. And by that, I mean employees reviewing employees. Um, and that was um, surprisingly positive and very beneficial for finding, I don't know if you want to use the word weaknesses, uh, where we could talk to that person. And it's so great. Like when Sandra and I talk to employees, um, when we have those two-on-one meetings, which is, by the way, could potentially be really intimidating, our employees have always been really receptive to those meetings and their weaknesses and wanting to improve. So um, I would actually recommend, because opening shift is different than mid shift and mid shift is different than an evening shift. Um, you can't necessarily hold them all to the same metrics. So when you have people who work with them, reviewing them, um, you, I think you get a really clear point of view of their efficiency as an employee, not necessarily to those, you know, did that get dusted type of thing. Um, so I would put that out there. And do you ever do that? Do you like the employee reviews? We, uh, the employee to employee, we have not, um, we have, we do have regular meetings with individual Mm -hmm. employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are now getting to the point where we're getting better about writing when we have meetings, writing things down so that (laughs) there are, (laughs) yeah. So there's actual, I don't know if I'd call them reviews, but that is, that is in our future. We will implement that because we do need to set standards and so that we can see easier when people are having a tough time or, when they're they're ready to move on and take on bigger responsibility. So that is actually something we're in conversation about right now. Nice. And we'll be implementing probably in the next uh, two months. Nice, cool. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. And is there anything else on your on your list there, Amy? 
Uh, that is about it. Um, unless they have a, there are some of our employees who are gifted in the Department of Graphics. Oh. And so there's little projects here and there nice. that will be thrown on them. Um, oh, that's very valuable. But yeah, that is very valuable. But we try not to take advantage of it. We we have a why not little rules. Um, well, if the project is larger, we don't want them to be. They're there to work. They're uh-huh, there to work uh-huh. at the float center. Mm-hmm. And so their time really does need to be devoted to that. And so Mark and I have set up little guidelines that if it's a larger project, we do actually hire them outside of yeah. their regular work cool. to do projects for us. Um, but uh, we value what they do, and we do try not to take advantage <laughs> of of that yeah. at the office. We're very – we have a lot of conversation about that. Got it. Mm. Um, like we had uh, Melissa Rachel Black uh, was an employee for a good while and when she would do art for us we would pay her separately we wouldn't make her do it on the clock you know yeah Yeah, Yeah. I I think I see what you're saying there yeah yeah if it's just changing a font on something or something like that that's fine it'll take her you know three minutes Uh, but if it's a project yeah that's totally different got it and we Hmm. try to respect that and honor that because she's got mad skills nice Lance, what's awesome. on what's on your list for your employees other than washing dishes, or which is no longer on on the yeah. docket? Yeah, no. no. Uh, we hired people to deal with clients and run floats, not wash dishes. Is how I see it. So, um, yeah. Well, that's just something we're in the process of source. I would say systemizing right now, or setting up what gets done throughout the day. Um, right now, it's just sort of what we tell them. It's like it hasn't been a good system. It's Hey guys, we need to mop the front lobby. Or right. We need to do the stairs, or hey, let's do the bathrooms today. There hasn't been like a consistent extracurricular work or extracurricular task checklist yeah. like Amy has. Um, the way I'm hoping to set it up is right now we've been breaking down all the tasks that need to be done monthly, weekly, daily, and multiple times a day. Nice. Um, so we're going to make that. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. I'd like to put it on sort of a, a race board or something, a dry erase board, and then just have an employee sort of uh, use their signature or something after it's been done. Mm-hmm. So within a month, this should be full of signatures. Uh, within a week, this should be full of signatures. Um, we thought of sort of scheduling tasks, which mm-hmm. it doesn't work. So at, you know, at 8.30, mop the floor. At 1 p.m., clean the bathroom. Like, I just don't want to work in it. I don't like working in an environment like mm. that, and I don't want an environment like that. Mm-hmm. So um, thinking alternatively, this is something we've sort of come up with, is a checklist or some way to get all these tasks we need done off. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's something that we even have issues with. Not issues with, um, just room for improvement. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hate using paper, but <laughs> really putting out paper lists that people write on has been the most, uh, yeah. the most consistent that we've used. And I, I hate it, but it, it does work well. Yeah. And everybody can see everybody else's papers for the day so they can see what's been done. Hmm. Um, but I wish there was a way to do that in Slack. We haven't figured it out. So this is where Helm We're working on it. Helm is actually pretty Helm, good for this. So Yes, it is. Um, for 
I, I swear they're not a sponsor. I feel like I talk about this at Helm in every episode, but you, you can assign tasks and, and they can be to specific people. They can be for all your employees. And like for a lot of ours, um, it, it's like by the end of your day, you kind of go through the list and, and if you didn't do it for whatever reason, like the phones were off the hook, you can, you can pass it on to the next person, like just let them know in turnover. But like Lance, when you were talking, that, those are the two things that came up for me was one, you know, like, like do, do have it in paper, like do have them do a, mm-hmm. some kind of a checkbox. But the other that I think has happened with the flow shop that I think, I don't know if it's necessarily hard to replicate, but I don't know if you could necessarily start off right off the bat with this is that uh, we have, uh, so like instead of you saying, hey, the front lobby needs to be mopped or the bathrooms are looking gross um employees who are going to see that themselves and take it upon themselves or to delegate it to others like we really need to make sure this back room is together you know i'm um let's make that the project for the next week and that's what we've been seeing happen a lot and we've had like a lot of new changes going on at the shop with the laundry and with the new float room and everything but um something i've noticed is that the employees instead of us going hey this hey that hey this all our, our attention is over here and they're taking over the the projects um, and like seem to be doing a really, really good job about it. Sanjay and I are really over the moon about it. Um, so I, I don't know if that's something you can build over time or what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, that's sort of something I'm like trying to initiate because right now it's like everyone knows the trim in the hallway needs to be wiped. Everyone knows all our string lights we have hung everywhere needs to be dusted. Like, but everyone's like, oh, I didn't know if that was just done or, you know, oh, it's funny. Just, right. there's lack of direction. Like everyone knows these things need to be done. So I'm trying to initiate some sort of list or form or board or something right. um, to make to people can look at this and be like, oh, I have nothing to do. Let's go vacuum the couches. Right. You know, all these these weird odd and end jobs. And, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting as a growing as a business how you know we're coming up to two years now and it's different obstacles I'm running into now versus last year. Like, huh, yeah, you know, it seemed last year everything seemed to get done at some point. Like the floor was always mopped, <laughs> you know, everything was dusted, but it wasn't as consistent as we'd like it now. Right, right. I guess it's huh. just always achieving for improvement mm-hmm. and wanting the best or to make it better. Yeah. Well, something I was curious about with you guys was, like, obviously we have all these lists for employee downtime, but what about, like, their own downtime? Like, do you allow them to be on Facebook on shift? Um, well, obviously they get 15-minute breaks, 30-minute lunches, or whatever, whatever is true in your jurisdiction, but uh, what about downtime? Well, that's uh, sort of how this uh, initiated the whole question, where I was like, what do you get your employees to do in downtime? Because... Uh-huh we've always sort of had this environment where it's pretty chill to work in. Like you can be on your phone and uh-huh. you know, if your boyfriend stops by to bring you lunch, you know, and there's people floating, that's no big deal. Mm. And it's, it's always been like that, but I'm feeling that's sort of slippery ground now where yeah, it's like, Hey, business is growing been, up. Yep. You know, you've been relaxing for too long, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to give these subtle hints without directly saying, Hey, like, you see that pile of laundry that needs to be folded? You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to. I want to still a comfortable 
say chill environment to work in, but I still want it to be a productive place. Yeah. I don't want it to feel like you're going to, you know, the place you have to check off the list and, you know, hit the time clock and like just the, the place I've sort of, that's what I've signed it. My whole career as a mechanic has been right. like that. Right. Like, here's your work. Here's what you do. Check off the list, clock in, clock out for lunch, mm-hmm. do this, no phones, here's your break. I don't like that. Like, I find that to be an old system that didn't, it works, but didn't work for me. So. Uh. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> and I'm in the same, I am in the exact same boat right now is we are really, um, w- w- we've been real lax. Mm. Um, we have a. You know, my thought was, okay, everybody's adult here. We know mm-hmm. it needs to be done. But we're finding that they're not intentionally taking advantage of that. They're really not. Right. Not good right. people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and they respond to us when we say something. Mm-hmm. But it's it's getting tough. And Mark and I talked about in the new location, you know, phones, I think, need to be locked away. Personal items, because... You know, sometimes I'll come in and somebody has like a book they've been reading and they're, um, you know, a notebook sitting on the desk. And and I, you know, I'm not assuming that they're doing that during um, times when they shouldn't. But, you know, a client may think that or it may be a distraction of clients. And, you know, so it's starting to you have to start thinking about how it reflects on the business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, we're talking about engaging some different rules which will be hard to do in our current location but yeah for the um. future and i hate it because just like lance it's like oh that just sucks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like i'm corporate america <laughs> yeah, all over I d- again i don't want to <laughs> be the boss it's like get to work hey get to work yeah. like this that's uh. <laughs> uh, funny i i gotta say we our employees came to sandra and i saying can we please have a list of things to do during downtime? Mind you, this was before the fourth float tank ever started, but and people want something to do. People feel good accomplishing goals. You know, checking off something on a list, actually, you know, putting a line through an item in a list feels good. I don't think you have to be the bad guy to say there's laundry to be done. And I think I have teetered on that quite a bit in my life. I feel uncomfortable with that and I've become quite comfortable with that. And like, I'm a, uh, I'm thinking about like how I'll, I'll pop in and I'll be running some errands, doing grab some checks or whatever, and I'll be like, "Hey Jen, can you blah 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 blah?" And she's like, "Got it." it it's it, there doesn't have to be like an emotional charge to it. I know she works hard. She knows I'm working hard, and I saw something that that I'd like done. She understands mm-hmm. I have a different view than she has, and I might see something else, you know. And she'll give me things to do too. Well, they like the list. It's the, you know, do they have the phone at the desk? Do they have their personal belongings at the desk? Do they, you know... Man, I, I find <laughs> it gross. If I, walk, on the computer? if I walk in the front door and I see somebody looking at their cell phone I, at any store or anywhere, I think that's disgusting. And I've seen that at the float shop, and I'm like, oh, God, that I, I can't stand it. Now, if the cell phone is underneath, the, like our keyboards, uh, we've got a standing desk. If it's underneath there and I can't see it, I don't care. But if it starts coming across that they're doing that all the time and work isn't getting done, then we start to, to know. And part of that's the employee meetings. Part of it is just meetings in general. I mean, you start, you start finding out about people's efficiencies and, and what they're getting done. And yeah. yeah. So about the phone thing, like to say, 
you can't have your phone like that. That's in the back. Right. Do you then, as a man, a manager or owner, walk around with your phone in your hand? Like, yeah, I would love yeah. to. I would love to initiate that, but seriously, I'm I'm doing full facilitators form. I'm doing this. I'm yeah. doing Slack. I'm on my phone all day, and most of it is business oriented. Yeah, and you know what? But I can't be like, yes, Put you your can. Phone away, and then yes, I, you can. Uh, yeah, because you know what? They don't have all those apps on their phone, and they're not sending business emails and tweets and stuff. And yeah, I've I've battled with that as well, and I've been that ugly employee. Employee mm. where a customer walks in and I got to put my cell phone down, which I was looking at. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, again, one more reason why I don't work at the front desk. But yeah, you can <laughs> ask, absolutely. And it, and you can call it a double standard or you cannot. But yeah, you are held to a different standard, Lance, because you're considering a lot yeah. of different things and your tasks are different than, than theirs. Yeah, totally agreed. And that's how I see it. But I guess I'm too... Soft heart. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty grizzled uh, at this point. <laughs> it, one more thing. It, it. I think either. I mean, maybe some people are born thinking that way, but I feel like for myself and Sandra, it's just been years and years of finding the right balance and like, just like with like giving away free floats or you know just bending over backwards for people that mm -hmm. kind of thing. We find more and more like where is the right line that's healthy for me. And yeah. part of it for me, I mean, management has been a huge thing for me of just being, having no idea how to manage people and f having no right to manage people to this point where I think I'm a decent manager and definitely with so much room to improve. Um, but maybe you can get there faster and maybe the, actually even this, this show will help you get there faster and these conversations because oh yeah, of course. you not having your cell phone to adhere to a, a double standard that that's not good for your business yeah yeah um one more thing you brought up um breaks uh you give your employees lunch break and sort of a coffee break or 15 minute break um how does that work because we've sort of just <laughs> approached it like hey there's people dead quiet floating in there for 90 minutes if you need to eat your lunch, eat your lunch. If you want to relax for 15 minutes, relax for 15 minutes. But is a more scheduled break a more efficient way, especially with, like, what I'm talking about with this episode, like, not, a mu not as much as getting done? Well, legally, um, we have to give a 15-minute break, and we have to give a 30-minute lunch. And if they work in a particular, I think it's nine hours, they have to have two 15-minute breaks. So, I mean, just legally speaking, mm -hmm. we got to give you the boot, go for a walk, you know. So you say from 12 to 1, take a break, or 12 to 12.30, yep. take you're on a lunch. break. Yep, and, okay. and our employees know this very well. This routine has gotten very tight to, to make sure that they take care of each other and themselves because I, I, like, I was really bad at making sure our employees took breaks because there's always work to be done, right? And it's, it, it's no good. So it, it's become I a very just... regimented, okay, <laughs> that transition is done. Things have settled down. You take your, your lunch. I'm going to be here, man in the shop. Uh, when you get back, maybe I'll take my 15 or maybe it's time for the next transition by then. You know, there's all these possibilities, but a little dialogue happens and it all gets rationed out. What, Dang. Lance, what was your... Well, I was just going to say, like, uh, you know, I feel like if we've some of our employees have sort of just took in um, extended breaks all day, you know, because <laughs> we're not too... It ha we haven't been too pressured on our employees. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, they're may not like me after this episode because right, I might right. make some changes to some things because <laughs> it all makes sense. Like legally we have to have a set lunch too and a set, I don't know if it has to be set. It just says you need like a 50, two 15 minute breaks, an eight hour shift and a half an hour paid lunch. 
Um, but again, like I said, it, it's not hard. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to schedule a lunch, I guess. Maybe we're doing it illegally. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, man, it's you got 90 minutes. Eat your lunch. Take a break. Go for, like, do what you have to do. Yeah, and, dude, uh, I think you're doing exactly what a small business does when you first start out. Like, you don't have... Like, I think you're accelerating at a faster rate than we accelerated at with, like, getting things kind of professional and, like, having structure and order. And maybe your business coach has to do with that or maybe it's just your guys' teamwork and mentality. I don't know. But just, like, the general, like, ah, we're super chill and eat when you want to eat and hang out and all that stuff. Like, that sounds very much like how most small businesses are going to start out. And then as, as business picks up, as you start going, wow, if they're doing nothing, then things aren't getting done or they could be increasing mm-hmm. revenue for us. Like those things start crossing your mind more and more Then you do tend to want to sh- structure things more. And yeah. And I think yeah. as, as your employee, as you have more employees, just all that stuff, it's, it's harder to manage things on like a kind of a loosey goosey. And, and I don't mean to say loosey goosey, like in, in an insulting way, but just kind of, uh, it's hard to do it as organically if that like a little structure is required to maintain a full day, you know, from 8 a.m. to midnight, as you put it. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you there. Um, it needs to be done and yeah, we have evolved and you know, there's so many things to structure and put in place as a business. You can't have that all done before you open your doors, especially (laughs) if it's your first business. So now it's just like, Hey, I've, I've learned that this is something that needs to change. This is something that needs to be improved. How do we go about it in a way that makes everyone feel comfortable and happy and still want to come to work? Yes. If I'm saying, here's your one-hour break and here's your 15-hour breaks, those are the times you can use your phone. You know, that makes, that makes two sense. In, that makes sense incorporating those two together. Um, right, right. Versus, yeah, you can just have a break whenever people are floating and then they're always on their phone. So... Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, totally. Jeez, my mind's just racing. I feel like I'm all over the place now. Like, I don't even feel uh, like I'm on a podcast. Probably, I'm just, you ah. probably stumbled on something good. That, that's yeah. probably what that means. Um, yeah. I think having multiple, like, okay, so like, speaking of downtime, even if it's not a break, I think it's okay to um, try to think of an inappropriate way to say this, but uh, just just hang out. Uh, uh, what's the yeah. word I'm trying to look for? But just like just blow steam and shoot shoot the crap you know just like have vape. A... vape vape here go vape god not <laughs> <I'm> vape. sorry <laughs> i have employees no but no i mean stay in the building <laughs> hang out with another employee and just shoot the shit for a while is, is what i wanted to say and you know that's totally okay it builds camaraderie and it can actually really help with teamwork too because then then who's doing the laundry and who's talking to customers and everything like that becomes you're integrated, you're bonded with that person, even in that moment more than an hour ago, even if you already know each other, and then you want to make sure they're taken care of. And you know what I mean? As long as you I both care you. about the business, I guess that has to be instigated at, mm-hmm. at some point to those, those hooks. But um, so, so I do want to put it out there and good Lord, I, I know employees listen to the show. I, I don't mean to say that like it's okay to just have downtime all the time and talk all the time, but, when I walk in and employees are having a conversation, I don't feel like they go up, 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 and jump on the computer and make yeah. it look like they're doing yeah. something because they, yeah. they know it's okay to, to have downtime. And, and uh, I also know that they work their butts off. So it's, mm-hmm. 
it's okay. I digressed there a little bit too, didn't I? So I, I'm not saying like just on your 15 minute breaks and just on your 30 minute uh, windows yeah. should you be on your cell phone or any of that. And if you want that to be the rule, that's fine. But I also think it's okay to have a conversation on your shift, you know, and have some downtime. I don't know what I want. I just yeah. want a professional, productive space that all the employees are happy. I don't want to take no one's phone away. We're all grown adults, you know. But right. I don't want, like you said, someone walking into that door and they're making eye contact to the, contact to the desk and you're still engaged in that text message. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, gross. I'm just bouncing off you guys to see where that comfortable medium is for a lot of these issues. What do you like, think about downtime, downtime, Emmy? I mean, like downtime within, like, don't go do something downtime, but just shooting the shit downtime. You know, uh, <laughs> that happens. And what is a better um, so way of saying that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is. All right. <laughs> I think That's perfectly appropriate. Fair enough. Uh, so we do allow our employees to float, um, anytime they want. Um, basically, so everybody at our, our shop does float about once a week. Nice. And when they get out of the float tank, what we see is, oh, okay, they'll come out of the float tank and they'll hang out with us a little bit and talk about, maybe talk about their float, maybe, you know, uh, they'll, they'll actually oftentimes help, <laughs> um, throw in some laundry, um, you know, uh, refresh the, uh, the beverages, um, but they'll, they'll sit around a little bit and talk and maybe write in the float journals. And I don't know, I find that very productive. And oftentimes work will come up and they'll talk about issues or they'll talk about um, clients and not, not talk about clients in a bad way, mm-hmm. but talk about, uh, you know, something that happened with a client, ways that they can help. Yeah. Um, they'll be like, oh, hey, a client came in. What can we do? You know, did you have you met this client? They're very cool or they might need some help with some things. Um, as far as floating goes, you might want to relay some information. Yep, so yep. I see that it's productive, even though it is very casual. I find that it's often productive uh, conversation. And so as long as it doesn't go on too long, I, I like you, Dylan, I, I find it to be a very positive thing for my okay. employees cool. to, to have conversations and to help each other and to be kind to each other. And, um, and ultimately, it helps our clientele have better experiences. Right. Yeah, and they're probably going to be in a better mood, too, if they're allowed to have conversations. <laughs> it's going to be good for clients. Very happy. You know, Lance, I, I think if you have a particular employee who can't handle having their cell phone out and is always updating their Facebook or, you know, refreshing their Facebook on their yeah. phone, yeah. it's okay to have a one-off meeting with them and have a one-off rule for them about their phone if it's something they absolutely cannot handle. Um yeah, I think sometimes we want these overarching rules for everyone. Like that, this is how this is how the shop runs. But I think it's okay to, you know, and that's managing, right? Is there's a weakness but, here? I see it as um, how do I write this in a manual so mm-hmm. um, if I ever, when I ever step away, that there's still consistent yeah. consist consistency through all employees. Like, you know, you, I don't want to tailor to certain ways to every. Uh, employee because then you know if I hire a manager to take my job right you know they may then be treated differently so yep. how do you have the same standard that sort of great question I Amy I don't so, the infamous m- question my question would be is what is the purpose or what is the necessity of a employee having a phone at the desk when it's not lunchtime or not a break time and I'm not saying <laughs> say in an accusing way but it's like why would they need that phone mm-hmm. um and so 
Uh, I know we use it so much to communicate these days, but I know when I'm at work, um, you know, I do use my phone for our, our Expensify reports. I do a lot of our bookkeeping and that sort of thing. And everything is done on the phone app. Um, so I know I'll have my phone there for that, but I'm trying to think. It's like, well, um, why do else do I need this phone sitting here? Addiction. Uh, what? It, yeah, no, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't think of anything good or positive that they need it outside of a break. Interesting. Yeah, that's a really time. good point. That would be my thought is like, well, why? why sh- what is the purpose of having it at the front desk? <sighs> If a, if a parent is ill and or right, there's right. a family emergency. One-offs. But, call yeah, the front desk. Like, but yeah. that, you can, exactly, you can call <laughs> the front desk. So yeah. I'm sitting yeah. here like, yeah, I really don't want to take away their phone, but then, but why would they need it? Yeah. Other than in a, it would cause a, a non-productive moment. Or, then, yeah, to them to get, if you took it away, they might get present in the moment in your business. <laughs> you know, oh, and no. if they're yeah, right, and if they're working with other employees, then they'd be more present, engaging with the employees, the customers, all that stuff, as opposed to with their phone. Wow, I think I'm turning around on the cell phone thing. All right, dang. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a talk uh, with Sandra about this and employees. Although it's not an issue that I'm aware of, so it's kind of funny. And we ran in hellfire on cell phones, and people are like, what, 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 what? Oh boy. Yeah, no, this yeah. is definitely worth talking about. Hmm. Interesting. And I, like yeah. my my biggest holdback from ever doing this any cell phone policy thing is me myself using it because right. uh, like we just spoke about, I didn't want to walk around on my phone making an Instagram post for the float shack <laughs> <laughs> when I'm telling my employee yep. they can't use their phone. I hear so, you. I hear you. I think, I think uh, my opinion sort of changed on that a bit because I'm the yeah. boss, man. <laughs> you just <laughs> say it just like that. Your job necessitates it. There yeah. is a reason for you to have a phone yeah. outside of a break and outside of lunchtime. <laughs> so, I guess I'd, I'd ask the employee. It's like, well, what what do you need the phone right there for? And there might be some legitimate reasons. That's why not ask. Right. Why do you need it between breaks and lunchtime? I don't know. What other job do you get to have your cell phone? Like, when I at my old job, technically, I, I could have my phone there. Although, I feel like there weren't even smartphones at that time. I can't believe how much time has passed by. Um, <laughs> or if they, yeah, they were, they were coming out around the time that I was, like, the iPhone came out around the time that I was working in a 9-to-5 job. That's, that's, like, how you relate with your phone has completely changed since then. But... But, like, um, at a desk job, you can have your phone. You're just expected to still do your job, you know. You can still text and all that stuff. Nobody monitors that. But if you're in a retail job or something like that, or anything customer-facing, I, I don't feel like anybody's allowed to have their cell phone on them. Am I wrong on that? And if I they are... I don't know. I think it's business to business. I know high schools that allow students to have their cell phones on them because they're going to use them. You know, whether they hide it from you or not. Um, so it's just, I don't know. Well, honestly, I don't care what a public school has to say about cell phones. What I care yeah, about, I guess a so. business is going to be run very differently. And if, if you walk into a re- retail shop yeah. and they're selling soap, but they're on their phone, like that person's fired, right? Like there's no way that person, you can have your cell phone out. I don't know. 
This is fascinating. This is an interesting. Well, this this episode turns to uh, usage of cell phones. <laughs> to all of our employees hating life. What, what do your employees do on downtime? Use their cell phones? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, this is clearly an ongoing conversation. We'll we'll have to come back to in the future. The, yes. the cell phone one. You know, one other thing I wanted to talk about for downtime usage, and I think you guys covered everything that that I would have said, uh, but the only other thing that I think is kind of cool that we've done is we gave them a project to basically write a one page research report on floating. And I'm making that sound pretty sterile, but really any, any kind of um, post uh, or write up about uh, floating and we're using it as blog posts. So we're going to there, they've already turned them in. Uh, Sandra's going to edit them and then we're going to ration them out once a month on the float shop uh, webpage um, which just you know drives traffic there, and it, it's all it's all good. So, um, what was really fun is it engages them. They learn more about floating, and uh, the, you know they had to include some kind of research bit in there as well. And um, yeah, just just worked out great. So they did that on the clock um, at the shop. I think they had a one month amount of time to do that. So for some people, that means they only had a certain amount of free time because their days are really busy, but over a course of a month, everybody had enough time, you know? So pretty cool. Hmm. What do you guys think? I love it. We actually have a project going on called float stories every Thursday. I believe while we do open it up to our, uh, our clients as well, mm-hmm. everybody at the office was required to do their nice. float story. And when we don't have a client float story, <laughs> one of the, one of us at the office gets to put their perfect. Up, so. so it's, that was that was lovely nice cool and that that is something i want to find more of is what what kind of projects work for our employees and certain employees do um help with payroll or they do scheduling that kind of thing and that's that's great um but what can anybody do that's going to help our business and a part of it is they all do help with social media that's one of the the helm checklist items is to um send us a, a social media clip it to Sandra's inbox to send out on the Facebook and the Twitter and maybe even that Instagram thing you guys talk about, um, which by the way, I think we've done like three pictures now. So we're really just, just mm-hmm. exponentially increasing our Instagram account. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anywho, um, I'm just, I'm just curious about more of those kind of small creative projects that can help the business that any employee can do. And, and it kind of helps them, you know, or not helps them like as people, but helps their interest. Gives in the them subject. guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up about employee time, employee downtime? <laughs> Lance's head is spinning. Uh, well, like I don't cartoon. think so. I just, there's a bajillion things that our employees do in downtime. But again, sure. like I said, they've never been organized. But they're all through your, their cell phone. I understand, Lance. I just, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I will. I will definitely do an update on this episode, and I'll let you guys know in a few weeks what changes we've made and likewise how they how they're working for us. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This turned out to be a fun episode. Um, let's see here. Anything you guys want to share in general before we sign off? Sounds like a no. Well then, oh, <laughs> I uh, I want to give a plug to the Escape Podcast. Uh, Jeremy, I think it's Warner, uh, who owns Escape Pod Float Tanks, also hosts a podcast on floating. And uh, I, I, it's, I don't think it has any scheduled release dates, but I would encourage you guys to subscribe. I'm always 
interested in his podcast episode. So I encourage you to listen to the latest one, which is Chris Measure, one of the float. Uh, original founders of Floaton, and um, their conversation went every possible direction. It was kind of like hanging out with your buddies in college, maybe some green stuff involved uh, conversation, and uh, it uh, kind of brought me back to that that kind of mentality of thinking. And it was, it was really fun. It was actually really refreshing. Um, it wanted it encouraged me to jump into the float tank, um, and uh, it also just made me smile and feel good too. Chris is a really amazing person, so I encourage anybody to listen to that Escape Pod cast. Excuse me, the Escape Podcast. Oh, and also just check out his uh, the logo for the Escape Podcast has recently been updated, and it is hilarious. I love it. Um, we have a bunch of big announcements next week. That's one of the things. Stay tuned for next week. Um, I've got a, a ton of announcements, and I'm really excited about them. And, uh, yeah, just super stoked about that. So stay tuned for next week. Oh, my gosh. Amy and Lance's eyes are going left and right because they don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they might. Anywho, um, yeah, really cool stuff. So stay tuned for next week. And um, until then, have a great week. You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. 